Oh, yeah. You see him. That's the same man on the left and on the right, in a suit and on a playing field. But we welcome in a man that doesn't let one thing define him. He's an 11-year NFL veteran, Super Bowl champion, All-Pro, Pro Bowler, Ring of Honor member, coach, and TV guide. But he also didn't let one thing define him on the field. 971 tackles, 66 tackles for loss, 40 sacks, 17 pass deflections, 13 forced fumbles, 12 interceptions, and two t- two tutties. Yes, I said tutties. The man looks good in a suit, especially a blue one. But speaking of blue, he's always supporting Big Blue, and he's always hyping up Giants, both current and former. We welcome in the man himself, Jesse Armstead. What is going on, sir? Oh, not much, man. I'm glad to be here, and thank you for having me. Uh, well, we appreciate you joining, and Jesse, I mean, I want to dive right in. And actually, before that, you know, how are you and the family doing? My family's doing well, you know, uh, have two daughters and uh, one graduated from TC, the other TCU and the other one graduating uh, this year from uh, North Texas. So uh, everybody doing well and uh, just keep pushing. That's all I tell them. Oh, we love to hear that. And I mean, when they saw Jesse Armstead was on, they said, we got to we got to hop in the comments here. But congratulations to your family. But Jesse, I don't want to put them at the far at the spotlight because we're talking about you. And we're going to start with the early years. So you played high school ball in Dallas, and let's be frank, you were very talented and part of a great team that featured four other future NFL players. You guys won the 1988 5A state championship. I mean, the semifinal game was so good, it was portrayed as the state championship game in Friday Night Lights, as well as a couple other films. We got someone checking in. He, man, tortured me as a Washington fan, (laughs) even 20 years later, but... I mean, Jesse, back to you. You're considered the top high school football talent in Texas by recruiting analysts. You've been an All-American since your sophomore year, and you had your eyes focused on bigger things. Now, I bring that up because two of your fellow recruits, and I assume friends, I'll put that in quotes, asked you to join in a series of robberies. Now, ultimately, the two were found guilty and sentenced to 16 and 20 years in prison, respectively. We've spoken to a lot of athletes on here, and many were faced with scenarios like this growing up because it's viewed as a fast way to make money. It's hard to say no to friends. But was there any part of you that considered joining them, and why did you say no? Well, my whole thing was that, you know, uh, we started out at at a young age. You know, um, I did uh, shoplifting, and uh, I used to ride my dirt bike. And I I got called by the police, went to juvenile twice, and – uh, I knew that wasn't a spot for me, and I told my mom, I, you know, I wouldn't get back in any kind of trouble. So when that time came about about the armed robbery, uh, my main focus was just I told my mom I wasn't going to get back in no kind of trouble. It wasn't like, you know, it, it was just that situation. And if those uh, first two incidents didn't happen to me, well, maybe I've been caught up in something I shouldn't have been caught up in. Mm-hmm. And things happen for a reason. And it sounds like you made that mistake early in life. And you said, look, I'm not going to let it affect me later, especially as you have your eyes set on, you know, kind of bigger, bigger things ahead of you. And staying on the right path is what you did. So ultimately, you go to University of Miami. You're recruited by Jimmy Johnson. But weeks later, he went to coach the Cowboys. You chose to honor your commitment and stay at the Mi- and stay at Miami. Now, this is kind of before it's known as the U. And the famous teams and documentaries they had, which you were a part of. I want to give you the credit on that as well. Yeah. 
but I'm sure it's easy to leave as especially you didn't commit to Dennis Erickson. But this question is kind of a two-parter. Did Jimmy Johnson give you any hint at all that he was leaving? And ultimately, what made you want to stay at Miami? Well, first of all, Jimmy uh, gave me a call. He talked to me personally, and he told me that in a few days he was taking the Dallas Cowboys job. But he wanted to let me know because I was his top recruit he ever recruited. And we have a close relationship still today. Um, and that was the issue. And then Erickson, my thing with Erickson, same thing I told Jimmy. I'm not asking for anything. I'm asking for the opportunity when I come in. And I just want to give an uh, opportunity to play as a freshman. And uh, I wasn't going to be registered. I wanted to show my talent immediately because I was coming out of school in three years. That was my ultimate goal. Yeah. And I, I assume at that point, you know that the NFL is your end goal at this point. And you already have, I assume, a scholarship there. And you just want to play at this point. I think most people now it, the business side of sports comes in. But years ago, it was really kind of more about the, the joy of the game, especially at the college level. Um, but during your time there, you won two of Miami's national championships, but unfortunately you tore your ACL your sophomore season, and you weren't drafted until the Giants took you in the eighth round of the 1993 NFL draft. Can you kind of walk me through that experience? You had mentioned you knew that you were going to come out after your junior year, but having an injury that kind of derails you. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, my freshman year I came in, I played and, um, I just came out of high school and won uh, the state championship in the state of Texas. And it's a long championship when you win the state of Texas. It's like six playoff game uh, and then the state championship. So uh, then I go to University of Miami, come in as true freshman, play immediately, and we win a national championship. Uh, come back, get a starting job in my sophomore year uh, into the fourth game of the season. I turn my ACL, MCL, and my kneecap. And everybody you know a lot of people at that time and right and rightfully so um gave up on me because normally the acl the mcl back then it was a career in the injury and, and no one really wanted to deal with you then uh but i was very fortunate to have dr uribe they uh performed the surgery uh, he did an excellent job and i rehab like no other it wasn't no internet then everybody talked about adrian peterson came back um and uh nine months i came back and with this injury 20 years ago and i did it in eight months you know so uh you need to make this more well known you beat ap in the recovery and it's not a competition but it speaks you know, to what, you yeah so so but that was something that we didn't have the internet then but i came back i got my starting job at the university of miami and we had the, the one of the greatest teams this year uh, in the history of college football and we went on to win the national championship the next year which would be my junior year, we won the national championship. And then I had to come back because I was coming back off a, a total reconstructed knee. I was starting, but I still had total reconstructed shoulder. I hurt my junior year. So uh, I come back my senior year, just wanted to make it through and, and, and win a national championship. We lose to Alabama in the national championship game. And um, everybody was scared of my knee, my shoulder. Uh, so I got drafted in the very last round. And that's what called it was called the eighth round. But I was very fortunate to come to a, a great organization like New York Giants uh, that loved linebackers. Uh, I had to work my way on special teams because there was no way I was getting to look at linebacker at first because we had so many and we, they already had drafted two more before me. But I was fortunate to get on special team, make my name my first year, 
and then I got the nickel and drop a nickel and dime position my uh, rookie year, and I just kept going and going and wound up getting a starting job. And after that, you know, a very fortunate to be five time uh, Pro Bowl and four time to the All Pro team. Yeah, and you know it's interesting during your nine years with the Giants, looking at your stat page, you didn't start any of the first two years, but you did play all sixteen games. But you were a staple of that defense for the nine seasons that you were there. There's a stat called AV, which is approximate value. And you led the Giants in defense for that twice. It's basically kind of an attempt to put a single number on who's the most important position on a a certain side of the ball because you can put the quantitative stats on the offensive side. But one thing I noticed, so during your time with the Giants, it seemed that there was a fluctuation in terms of the team record. There are four years you guys were above 500. There was one year at 500 and four years below 500. So obviously there's some head coaching changes. You remain the staple. But what was the culture of the team like during these years? You know, I think it was that, you know, we ran in a situation where um, when Phil Sims left, we wound up, uh, you know, we had dropped a Dave Brown as a um, quarterback coming out of Duke uh, in the supplementary in 1992-93 draft. Uh, class, and that didn't pan out the way um, everybody in New York wanted to pan out, and so it, it's always a a, a, um, a a setback to a franchise when a quarterback do not develop into one of the, the star guys. And still today, you have to have a quarterback that will actually because he touched the ball every play, you know. So mm-hmm. uh, those things uh, come in effect. But one thing we had a defense. And we believe in our defense, and we just say, hey, if the offense can uh, score 14 points, we'll win a ball game. You know what I mean? And that was our attitude on the defense side of the ball, 14. And then sometimes we just say, give us 10 points, you know. So um, that, that was a mentality, myself, Strahan. Uh, you had, you know, Keith Hamilton, uh, Sean Williams. Those guys had the same attitude, and uh, it helped us uh, put together a tough defense uh, that carried us uh, for – ups and downs through my whole career. I was going to say, the Giants always have good defense. And, uh, I mean, and you're one of the parts of those on there. So that's, I mean, that's really awesome to hear. And I, I love that mindset where you're you're taking control. You know, Bill Belichick says, do your job. And that's what the defense is saying. Hey, look, you guys score 14 and we got this on here. And it gives you that sense of motivation. So, Jesse, finishing out with your career, you spent two years with Washington before retiring with a decorative career, a first-team All-Pro, two-second-team All-Pro, five-time Pro Bowler, all-rookie team. Now, in your 11 years, unless I can't read, which there's a good chance of that, you didn't miss a game. Is that right? No, I never missed a game. Uh, uh, I played every game, and uh, if you look at it, uh, I never came out of the game. So, um if you look at a, a, a stat or anything like that, uh, it was no break time. Uh, when the game started, it's on it's on end. I'm going to be out there, you know. So I, I got to ask, though, especially because you had a major injury in college, what's the secret sauce to good health and conditioning? You know, I I, I think the, my main thing is my mental uh, part of the game, you know. If it's an injury that you cannot prevent, you know, um, like an ACL, uh, reconstructed shoulder, things like that. I had both of those, and those are something that nobody could prevent, you know. But for us, the mental part of the game, uh, the body parts, for us, like a little slight hamstring, or, uh, you know, your fingers hurting, 
or you jam your finger, you break your finger, you play with those, you know? Uh, and I just always wanted to always, when when people come to the game, I want to know that 9-8 is going to show up. That's my mm -hmm. main focus. I'm going to do everything I can to help this team win and make sure that when you leave out that stadium, you know that I gave you everything that I had today. Yeah, and I mean you did. And, I mean, Jesse, you took care of yourself on the field. You're taking care of yourself off the field. I looked, and I, I know you don't know, like ages and something. You look great for 51. So I'm trying to learn some secrets oh, from right. you. I'm that's what I'm gonna. Yeah. That's what yeah. I'm gonna take away from this interview. But well, you know, I'm, I mean, I'm very fortunate to work around these young guys uh, at the Giants right now, and they keep me young because uh, they always try to challenge you on everything around. <laughs> so I mean, it's no surprise you're working with the Giants right now. What's your role with the team? Uh, I came in. I was a consultant when I first came in, and I got moved to special assistant to the general manager. And my job is to deal with the players the day-to-day, -day, uh, someone that they talk to, someone that have been through everything that they've gone through, uh, from the uh, football field to off the field, and just um, a sponge or something for them and uh, help them in any way I can and do it the New York Giants way, first class. Gotcha, gotcha. So we're a fantasy pod that, you know, uh, that does um, a fantasy football podcast that does athlete interviews as well. On the offensive side of the ball, who's a sleeper we should be looking at this year? Because I know you look at some of the some of the practices and other things they got going on. Well, you know what? We we, we got a lot of different guys, but and, and it's not a sleeper. Uh it's just Kadaris Tony, he's been, I mean, like he's been out there every practice, been thing. And you know, he got so much talent. And I think uh it's on it's on Blossom this year. And uh then everybody can kind of see the, everything that he has uh, from running the ball, catching the ball, and maybe even throwing the ball sometime, you know. So that's going to be very exciting to see him doing that. Um, uh, and we look forward to it. But you, you got a young guy like uh, uh, Waddle. He's he's inside playing the slot, drafting from Kentucky. And a lot of action when you see this young man. This man banged to the game. Mm-hmm. And I, it's funny because Kadarius Tony is a popular late round pick in the fantasy world. And I think we saw it on display last year when he went for 13 for 189 against the Cowboys. But Jesse, we want to wrap up the interview with a little triple play rapid fire because I know your time is valuable. It's going to be some this or that questions. And you probably haven't been asked these before. Are you game? Yeah. All right. The first one. Would you rather get two sacks in a game or get an interception? Two sacks. Okay. I, you know, I saw that you were very versatile. So, you know, one's a turnover, but I know sacks are what help you get paid. Um, this is from one of well, our guys here. If, NBA I get, Riggs. If, if I get a sack, I'm going to cause a fumble anyway, so I'm going to get the ball back, you know? <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. There we go. Hey, the quarterback isn't safe either way. Um, yeah. So next one. <laughs> next one we got from our guy, NBA Rick. I think this is a great one. What's your favorite nickname that your teammate or fan gave you? Superman. Superman. All right. We're going to tell Dwight Howard that he asked. He can't keep that anymore. Jesse Armstead was the original you, Superman. You go 
right. These... I can see it. I can see you being Superman. I, I like that nickname. This one isn't football related. For one month, would you rather wear a cape or an eye patch? A cape. A cape. Okay. The vision is important as a linebacker. I get that. What is your favorite cereal? Frosted Flakes. Frosted Flakes. Love that answer. Yes. I'm with you on that. Jesse, you're giving some great answers. I'm really excited about this. Would you All rather right. teach would you rather teach water aerobics to teenagers or a hip hop class to the elderly? Water aerobics to the teenagers. Okay. I'd pay to see that. Would you rather listen to one song the rest of your life or never listen to the same song twice? Never listen to the same song twice. Okay. There's a lot of good music out there. That's a good answer. We got two more, and I saved the best for last. This is important. Do you pull your toilet paper from the top or from the bottom? Pull it from the top. But Okay. Um, isn't it easier, though, to do this? This is the chin-up method. Like, isn't <laughs> yeah, I still pull it from top. Well, no, like you like pull it from the bottom, like here, like you have it, you have it kind of like a tail, and you pull it like that. From the top, you pull it like that, you know. <laughs> okay, all right, all right. I, I look, I'm not going to argue with you on that, but I saved the best all for right. last and. And Jesse, if you don't give me the answer that I'm expecting, I'm going to be disappointed. Would you rather fight Mike Tyson once or you talk like him the rest of your life? I fight that motherfucker. Yes! Yes! You <laughs> I knew you would say that. I knew you would. He gave it he gave it one one quick second. And then you said, I'm going to fight him. And you know what? We wouldn't just throw yeah. you in cold turkey. We would give you some training. I think you could potentially take him. Yeah. <laughs> if, if I put it this way. The same way you walk in, he's not walking out the same way. I promise that one. Oh, my gosh, Jesse. I'm My stomach just dropped a little bit. And I never met you in person. I probably never will. But... I apologize for anything that I said in this interview that mildly upset at you. <laughs> no, you, you did a great job, man. I appreciate you. I Well, I appreciate you coming on. I told you, you probably haven't been asked some of these. But, Jesse, before we get you out of here, is there anything where that you want to plug, where they can find you on the socials, anything where they can find your film, all that good stuff? You know, I, I, I'm like a ghost. You know what I mean? I just stay low-key. <laughs> but uh, you can go to, uh, you know, you know, look at Jesse Armstead at, you know, uh, you can go to uh, Instagram or Facebook. Uh, I'm on there. He is. And we got to get him some more followers on there because hopefully he's going to post some great clips of the Giants this year. And I'm rooting for them a little bit more now that I was before, now that we've talked with you, Jesse. But really appreciate you coming on. And everybody that tunes into Triple Play, catch some future videos we got coming on with some more great guys like Jesse.